0: Hey moms, dads, and grandparents, this is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio, and I know how hard it is to provide a great education for military kids. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant, so to prepare them for college and succeed beyond high school, they deserve an education designed just for them. Learn more at K-12.com front slash grade about enrollment. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, some are analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed in life be part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K12 education. K12 welcomes students from grade K to 12. Visit k12.com/grade or call 855-628-9531 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com/grade.
1: Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family-supporting gun. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are radio strong. Military Mom Talk Radio is sponsored in part by K-12. No matter where our military families are, K-12 enhances your child's ability to succeed. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever the world has you uh, comfortable and listening in, we're delighted that you're here. Um, this is Robin Boyd with you today. Sandra's got the day off, so uh, we are uh, very excited to uh, share this hour with our guest, Susan Miller. Uh, Susan has many experiences with relocation, and uh, it's developed her desire to help women facing similar challenges. She's founded the ministry Just Moved to meet the needs of women in their adjustment and transition, um, and we are so fortunate to have her here. She's the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked, Moving On after moving in, and um, if any of you have gone through a move, especially one that was not quite in in your cards, the one that you didn't think you were going to have to do, but all of a sudden are faced with, well, Susan Miller is the one to help you get through it. Susan, thanks for being here.
2: My. Pleasure, Robin. I'm so excited. In fact, I bet I know some of your listeners. I bet oh, I've I'm met them on some <laughs> military installation at some point in time in, in our in our um gathering together, women who have PCSed and moved a lot.
1: And isn't that wonderful that your network at this point? in time must um, have people who keep in touch and who then become the sages for the younger ones who come along.
2: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, like everything, it it becomes a small world, and women that move around a lot, you know, you get to see them in different places, you get to love on them at, at different Times of of their PCS, and it's just a real privilege. It really is.
1: Tell us about your childhood, Susan. Were you um, moving much, or did you have uh, a childhood pretty much in the same neighborhood?
2: Well, I have a military background. My dad was career, uh, for 25 years. He served oh, no. in the Air Force. And then, of course, I married a man in the military. My brother was in the military. So hey, I have a, a huge <laughs> legacy of being not only a military daughter, but a military wife.
1: Now I I we we probably uh have so much in the in the middle to talk about but now that you're in Scottsdale Arizona how long have you lived there
2: Well I've been here um gosh it's been over 25 years this is ah. Pretty much yes, home I'm the to longest me. time you 've ever been anywhere <laughs> oh it is it is because um I moved fourteen times when my husband got out of the military because he went in the hotel business and we moved every two to three years, so we were on the move. I mean when I was in the military, we were on the move, and when of course uh after uh, he went into business. We were in the military. So I have, or on the move, shall I say, so I have such a great um, foundation for understanding what a woman goes through during that process of being uprooted mm-hmm. and, and changed, a changed life of moving
1: In all of your moves, when did it occur to you, or maybe it wasn't during your moves, but maybe later, that all these experiences might be um, uh, a a foundation for a book? Well, uh,
2: on the 13th move. (laughs) (laughs) When we moved from Atlanta, Georgia, to Phoenix, Arizona, it was at that point that I was pretty much at the end of my rope. I was just... um, in the pit so to say i had Mm. packed my emotional um state for so long so well that it kind of all i came unglued when we moved and i know a lot of women who listen feel that way they come unglued after a while Mm -hmm. they just think i can't take this anymore and i just felt like the transition was just the straw that broke the camel's back and it was at that point when we moved to phoenix that I said, you know, there has to be some other women feeling just like I do. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to encourage them and to help them know they're not alone.
1: It's true, and I think um, that is one of the things, especially military spouses feel, is that they are um Alone In that we're not always on a base. Sometimes we're out um, in an area that doesn't have a lot of military, um, other military families. So not only are we in a brand new area that we don't know anybody, but then we're also having to not find anybody to commiserate with that understands the military lifestyle, so that 's sort of a double whammy um, well
2: it it is, and not only does a military spouse have to face those issues where hey you know i 'm living off post or you know off base, and nobody mm-hmm. gets me uh, but but she also has to go through the normal being uprooted, putting down new roots, you know. And so it is a double whammy, and it is very difficult. And I, uh, you know, my uh, organization is faith-based, and so I always say to a young military spouse, Find, you know, find on go on post, find a PWOC group that you mm-hmm. can start one of our studies or get involved in one of our studies and, uh, at a chapel near you. So mm-hmm. we're non-denominational, and it really does help a woman through the process of um, of putting down some roots to go through our study on post.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, in your book, um, and that, again, is after the boxes are unpacked, um, because isn't it true you can pack a box, but you can't unpack, or you can unpack the box, but you can't always unpack those emotions, Um, you say, let go, start over, move forward, and when you clarify that last directive, you say, choose to move forward, and why do you say choose, because usually a PCS isn't our choice.
2: Well, because I'm, when I talk about letting go and starting over and moving forward, this is something a woman has to choose to do inside. It, uh, she has to make that choice emotionally and mentally. You may not have a say in a corporate move. You may not have a say in, a, in your military move. You don't have a choice. Uh, as far as externally and being told that you're gonna, you're gonna be uprooted. But you, but it's what you make of it. It's your choice inside. I am gonna choose to make the best of this and I'm gonna choose to let go and I'm gonna choose to move forward. And so that's something that is determined by your choice. Whether you, whether you wanted to move or not.
1: Were you a very strong-minded person when you were first married and starting to experience these changes? You know,
2: I didn't have a clue, Robin. I didn't have a clue, and I just kind of, You know, all the moving took such a toll on my marriage. It took a, it had a direct effect on my parenting. I lost my self confidence. Uh, You know, all those things that um, a woman goes through when she's constantly moving, constantly being uprooted, and I and I didn't have a clue that you know I needed to really um, learn to cherish the things. that I had left behind and cling to my faith and cling to God and cling to the things that don't change, um, you know, because I was really pretty, um, pretty lost in those early years in mm. not knowing what to do. And I think that probably is very typical of most. Um, of most women, when they move a lot, they kind of get lost in the shuffle sure. and until you 're rooted and grounded um our faith based ministry teaches that to be rooted and grounded in God, then you know. He is unchangeable when we live in a changing world. So there are principles that a woman can uh, really cling to in my book and that will make a difference in her in her move.
1: We've got a couple of minutes before uh, our first break, Susan, and I want to ask you, after the first couple of moves, <laughs> were there boxes that you just didn't bother to unpack?
2: Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> don't we just all leave a a, a few I'll boxes either in that guest bedroom or that garage that we don't <laughs> unpack,
1: for sure. I think even I I wasn't even uh moving and I still had boxes uh down in our in our downstairs area that I just didn't bother to unpack. They were dishes that oh I know where they are. They're in that box. You're right. <laughs> you that are that I so don't need right. To. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to mention your website on our way out to commercial here. Um, your website is just moved, and there's a hyphen in between, so it's just And I also want to direct people to SusanMiller.org as well because they get a chance to learn a little bit more about you, about your ministry, and all about the wonderful resources that you have for uh, anybody who's going through a move, whether it be a corporate move or uh, a military move. And um, so often people do think that, uh, oh, well, if you're in the military, you're going to expect that move, but not Necessarily, when we first sign in uh, and say "I do" with that man who's in who is serving, we don't quite know what's ahead. And um, uh, get getting that strength, that inner strength, getting that mindset is very difficult uh, for some people. Some people are adventurous, but some people are uh, needing that hand. And uh, Susan, you are right there to give everybody that guidance so that they can um, take this challenge on and uh, move on uh, move forward Uh, we're going to be with susan miller right after the break so stay tuned we've got lots more ahead stay with us on military mom talk radio
4: If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on tugginghead.com Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on It's heard.
0: The traditional American breakfast, including fried egg, bacon, toast, and potatoes, must seem really heavy to the rest of the world. When my husband and I were in the Amazon, our breakfast consisted of crocodile, deep-fried piranha, and bananas. I can assure you, I ate pretty lightly. For breakfast in Russia, some people enjoy a spoonful of jam in their tea. Now oh, that sounds yummy. What's a word for a person who loves jam? A possewalla. What's another word for weak tea? Whack rowdy-dow. Salamagundi was originally an English dish of chopped meat, anchovies, and eggs, garnished with onions, lemon juice, oil, and condiments. Mornings at our house are too hectic to go to all that trouble for breakfast. I'm scrambling just to get some eggs on the table. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard
1: vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're here today on Military Mom Talk Radio with Susan Miller. She is the author um, of After the Boxes Are Unpacked, Moving On After Moving In. And, Susan, we were saying in the first segment how um, sometimes these things are planned, but sometimes they're not. And especially in the military, we really don't always know what tomorrow will bring. And I think the military has so many things um, that we have to deal with emotionally we have uh the concern of where our spouse is we have the concern about having to uh maintain our household alone many times when they're deployed um keeping up with all of what the kids are doing it it, it's got to have a little bit of a strain um on, on women, and we, we sort of internalize all that. Can we talk a little bit about uh, why a PCS move is so difficult for women?
2: Well, because women are emotional beings, and because we, um, you know, we, we need that relational connection. And we lose that when you move a lot. A a move is something that a woman feels and a man does. So a woman is emotionally tied to a move, whereas a man moves and he's got his job and he's checking his list and, you know, he's he's. Expected where a woman has to start all over again. And, you know, her whole life is in brown boxes. And she's moved from everything familiar to the unfamiliar.
1: And I think it's kind of funny, the correlation that I I always draw on, I've been a Girl Scout all my life, I work in our local Girl Scout Council, and when you take a group camping, and I've seen it because I have a son, and I've seen it because I have a daughter, and when you're with the little boys, when they go camping, they have one tent that they chuck all their gear in, boom, it gets chucked in there, and they are off. Little girls, inevitably, they have to undo the, their bedrolls. They have to set up their pillow. They have to put their little lovey. They set, They do this little housekeeping thing. Um, and every time I've gone camping with, with kids, it seems to be the same scenario. So then when you have adults now and uh-huh. having to move real homes in real households, um, it's true. We do have that. And I hate to say it but we have that sort of nesting capacity that we just need to sort of have our environment right before we can make our world right and um that's such a challenge um we need uh we were talking before that we need to give ourselves permission to have some of these emotional um emotional rides
2: Well, absolutely, you know, and what I just love and admire so about military spouses is that they pull themselves up by their bootstraps, mm-hmm. and they throw their shoulders back and lift their head high, and they press on. I mean, they know that a PCS is part of their life and a part of their mm-hmm. lifestyle. And although it can be emotionally hard, which it it is, when you leave friends behind and you leave, you know, that sense of community behind, it is difficult. But I'm telling you, I have seen more military spouses just just crawl out of those trenches and and move on to the next scenario and they um you know they fight for their marriages, which mm-hmm. many have are strained because of continual separations and I've seen them use humor to defuse hardships and i I just you know they're I could just list the things mm. that um Uh, that a military spouse is so resilient and such a fighter in these hard emotional circumstances. But it doesn't take away the fact that it is an emotional um, journey that many of the women are on, and they do have to put down roots again. And it is hard when your husband's on a long TDY or he's deployed, and you're the chief cook, bottle washer, washing machine fixer, Mm -hmm. you know, car, taking care of everything from managing the money to all the household scenarios plus the kids. I mean, it's not easy. And uh, so I have such respect for what a military spouse goes through. I lived Mm -hmm. it and I watched it and I observed it.
1: Let's talk a little bit about those relationships because any move, military or not, um, it is going to be uh, experienced, interpreted, and probably um, subliminally um, kept some resentment in in that relationship um, and how how do we get beyond some of those things that we don't cl- clear the air about uh and we're kind of holding on to
2: well it and it is hard um there's no way to make um, resentment or those feelings and emotions you have. There's no way to, there's no simple thing that I can say, oh, and, and do this and it'll go away. Mm. However, there are some important things to remember, and one is that. If at all possible, to keep the communication lines open. So many times, women shut down. It's so mm-hmm. easy to shut down, and yet um, marriage is, is is hard work. And a lot of times, we have to work at it. We have to continue trying to build that communication, that openness, where um, you know your husband is um can enter into your world by understanding what you're going through to communicate that um it's it's hard a lot of times you know you have to love him unconditionally and that's not always easy and sometimes it's shown in your actions and in the things that you say and do and just that um understanding that it's not what you say but how you say it. I call it the follow the what how and when rule. um A lot of times we say words that are hurtful, and we choose the worst possible time to communicate. And so, you know, in that communication, uh, which is key, to just follow that what, how, and when rule. It's not what you say, but when you say it and how you say it, and um, just to understand your man. You know, all of our husbands are so different, and we need to be their cheerleader and encourage them and um you know be affectionate. A lot of times we withdraw our affections when we're mad at our at our husbands. And you know, we just need to understand that a lot of times they need encouraging and they need that hug as much as we do. Okay. So I've had I've had women say to me, Okay, okay now, hey, this is all about you're telling me all about how to help my husband. What about me? And I will say to them, hey, this session is is all about you because you're the only one that you can change. You can't change your husband. Only God can. So you need to work on the woman in the mirror and try to be the best you can be and do what you can do to enhance and encourage your marriage.
1: I think so many times too, it, when you've moved, it's because of your spouse's work, be it military or corporate. Um, and that sort of sometimes leaves you without purpose in that they've got the job to go to. They're already set and ready to go. They're, they're focusing on the things that they are, are having to do. And we sort of have to be starting over again, if we had a job, we had to leave that job and move forward. Are you finding a lot of women uh, resorting to uh, maybe Internet-type work, or how are you seeing women uh, finding their purpose?
2: I see a lot of women um, doing home based having home based businesses, which mm-hmm. gives them flexible uh, a flexible routine and schedule with their children or with their own life, I see a lot of home based businesses, a lot of women going to work part time um, mm-hmm. you know realizing that they still have to manage a home and manage uh, being a parent, if their husband, you know, is um, is either deployed or on a TDY, that you mm-hmm. know, a lot of women have chosen to stay at home during this season of their of their life, also. So sure. you know, it's just you know, it's just not easy, and there isn't uh, a simple answer to the dilemmas and the crisis that marriages sure. face um but i would sure recommend to keep short accounts and schedule time for date nights and you know look for the stress cracks mm. in your in your marriage and um you know ask yourself the hard questions what can i do about this how can i best love my husband during a difficult time
1: Susan, we've got another break coming up, and on the other side of this break, I'd like to move into uh, talking about the kids. Uh, We we talked a little bit, we alluded to um, having to maintain the kids, but boy, that's got to be very emotional for children. Uh, It's bad and it's hard for us to face as an adult, but it's very confusing, especially for the littlest ones. So, on the other side, we want to talk uh, about kids and moving with kids. We're here today with Susan Miller. She's the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked, Moving On After Moving In. And I want to uh, repeat her website. It is just-moved.org. And we'll be back with Susan after the break. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Sandra has the day off, and we are chatting with Sandra. uh, Excuse me, Susan Miller. I'm talking about Sandra Beck, and I'm talking about Susan Miller. Uh, Susan Miller is our guest today. If you've missed any of this show or any of our other shows, do find us on iTunes. We are at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com also here on the Toganet station, toganet.com, and you can find all of our shows at on iTunes. If you're heading out to the park or heading out and planning a summer vacation, you'll want to download a few of those podcasts and have some great listening while you are anywhere you choose to be. We are always with you. Today with us is Susan Miller, After the Boxes Are Unpacked, Moving On, After Moving In. And um, Susan did correct me saying that you, if you don't remember... Remember the hyphen. Just remember justmoved. dot org. That is going to bring you there as well. Susan, we um, were talking a little bit about relationships, and I want to ask how long you and your husband Bill were married. We were married
2: forty five years. I got married oh. when I was ten. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
4: God bless. But oh, my
1: word.
2: <laughs> we were married 45 years, and through that, of course, uh, I experienced the military life as well as the corporate life as well mm-hmm. as the retired life. And um, I lost Bill to cancer six years ago and mm-hmm. um, learned through that that the very principles that I use in my book of letting go and starting over and moving forward applied to to me and my loss. I had to let go. I had to start over and move forward. And so those principles are applicable to women going through any loss or any change in life. And, of course, talking about purpose that we were in the segment before, I, this this organization this ministry that I have brings such purpose and i have such a passion for it and I always say to w- women going through loss or change find a passion find that purpose and because that's what enables you and helps you to continue putting one foot in front of the other
1: and I think it's it's very difficult uh to have the, the desire to find that purpose sometimes when we're hit, um, with a two by four. Sometimes that's exactly what it feels like. Some, something happens. It's, uh, a crisis happens in our life. And, um, that desire to pick ourselves up may not always be there. And how do you find that in inner strength, Susan? Well, Some people just may not have that.
2: Well, and you know it's it it, it doesn 't mean that i the next day I was oh, sure. off and running by any means yeah. you know <laughs> I just my only goal was to breathe every day, you know I was numb, I was exhausted from grief and from caregiving, and i didn 't know how to begin life again. And, you know, I, I truly stand on my faith that each day as God breathed life into me, I then learned how to cope and adjust to my new normal. And a, and it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. I mean, the pieces of anyone's life who has gone through loss or change, um, they'll never fit together in the same way. Your life is, is forever altered. Uh, but in time, and I, and I say in time because that's different for everyone. But in time, you know, I realized that I was the only one that was going to take care of myself, and that I had to uh, literally pull myself up out of the pit of despair, and with God's help, I did that, and of course, I was already in full-time ministry, so um, I just went back to what I know and what I love and what I had a passion for doing
1: there again, that permission comes into play. We need to give ourselves permission to do what we need to do inside so that we can move forward outside. Um, That's always so difficult for women, isn't it?
2: (laughs) It is, and it doesn't always come, not only does it, not come easy it doesn't always come at the same time there's some women that never begin to put the pieces of life back together you know, and I would always think, what would Bill want me to do? He would want me to get up out of bed and get dressed and, you know, find that purpose. And sometimes it may be volunteering for a woman. Sometimes it may be a soft-step approach of just inviting a friend over for lunch or, you know, it it can look different for everyone, but it is that choice that we make. Mm-hmm. Um whether we're going to continue um, trying to move forward, trying to begin again.
1: Sure. We're in that driver's seat, aren't we? And it's up to us to put it in drive.
2: As hard as it is sometimes, yes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Moving can be so hard on children, and military kids, um, we often say they are, oh, they're so resilient, but that doesn't mean that they don't experience the emotional struggles and have that baggage as well. Um, let's talk about some of the issues that children face.
2: Well, you know, um, Robin, I always like to remind moms that children do not have the same coping skills that we do. And so we need to be um, so sensitive and aware with age appropriate, in other words, depending on their age, to to be sensitive and aware that they're having a hard time too, that this has been a huge change in their life. Mm -hmm. and that they've been uprooted from friends and from community and, you know, school and whatever they were involved in. And they don't have the same coping skills that we do in um, adjusting. And we have to have a lot of patience, um, a lot of sensitivity. It's real important. Moving is a big deal for kids. And, of course, their personality and age and temperament will, of course, play a large role in how they adjust, but, you know, it is very hard. They will learn to cope with change as they see how we as parents handle situations because, you know, they're reading the pages of our life. And so I always say, get in the trenches with them. Let them know you understand their feelings and um, their concerns, and you know, look into their eyes. Take time from unpacking those boxes and sit down and say, "Okay, I just want you to know, Mom's struggling too, and I don't—I haven't made a friend either. But we're going to hold hands and stick together, and we're going to make it through this." That's very comforting to a child
1: and i think that honesty is so important we we sometimes forget that even the smallest children uh can be spoken to with some very grounded reasoning and and like you say mom doesn't have a friend yet but we're going to do this together we've got each other and we're going to find the nearest ice cream place and
2: go have ice yeah, cream or something <laughs> exactly and just to be available you know to talk and to listen and um you know, a lot of times we just we forget that you know they they may lash out in anger, but this is a normal reaction to loss, and they have feelings sure. too. Oh, sure. So it it is it is hard.
1: Yeah. Do you have some tips as far as helping children making new friends, finding new friends?
2: I, I do. I think it's real important for them to, and and these are so you know. They're not rocket science. They're they're mm-hmm. pretty understandably easy. But just to be friendly. You know, don't wait for other kids to approach you. You know, to have a friend, you've got to be a friend. And, you know, don't forget to smile. And you want to be, you want to teach your children that, you know, it is the, the being friendly and the smiling that people will want to come up to you and and you know, and visit with you. And a lot of times, just being patient. I mean, it's no fun to be an outsider. But, you know, sometimes you just have to be patient and know that it's going to take, a little while before um, you make that real close friend. But you can sure be friendly and smile in the meantime. And then um, it's important for them to get involved quickly, to get involved in if they played soccer or if they were, you know, in gymnastics or whatever they were in that they loved. Get them involved quickly. That's a real important way to make friends and to... Um, to meet other people and not to compare. I, I know with my own children, they would say, oh my gosh, you know, I just love my school. It had a better sports program than the one I'm going in now. Well, don't compare. Nobody wants to hear how their school <laughs> is second best. So, you know, it's important to, um, to be, you know, aware of those kind of things and, To expect differences because there are going to be different cultures and different environment, different food. Expect those differences. And to take a good look, be observant. Take a good look at people and places around you because you can learn a lot um, by doing that. And then, of course, I always like to say remember your manners. (laughs) remember that nobody wants to be around someone who's rude or obnoxious, but to be um, kind and thoughtful. So those are just some, you know, it's not rocket science. It's just some basic practical
1: tips sure it it never (laughs) is easy uh, like like you're saying um, but there again keeping that communication open Uh, we've got another break coming uh, Susan and on the other side let's talk about some tips let's talk about some how to's and I know in the back of your book you do have sort of a, a little directory or a little guidance in the back so let's talk about that on the other side of the break with Susan Miller here on Military Mom Talk Radio We'd love to hear from you. Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Our shows are available on iTunes anytime from zero hundred hours to 2359. For now, stay right where you are. There's more Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages.
0: Hey, moms, dads, and grandparents. This is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio, and I know how hard it is to provide a great education for military kids. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant, so to prepare them for college and succeed beyond high school, they deserve an education designed just for them. Learn more at k12.com grade about enrollment. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, some are analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed in life. Be part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free, online K-12 education. K-12 welcomes students from grade K to 12. Visit k12.com front slash grade or call 855-628-9531 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com front slash grade.
1: We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us today. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Sandra's got the day off, but I am here uh, for this hour with Susan Miller. Uh, She is our guest today, the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked, and she also is the president and founder of Just Moved. Uh, Her ministry is in Scottsdale, Arizona, but I, I would assume that you don't stay in Scottsdale all the time. I have a feeling. You're on the move quite a bit.
2: Yes, I am, Robin. I travel um and speak all over the world actually. I am uh, blessed indeed to be invited by the military to speak at conferences and retreats and was just in Europe a year ago. In fact, this very weak, and um, travel all over the United States, too, for churches and, um, in fact, any organization that has to deal with their people being uprooted, and in churches, it's, um, it's also huge because they pocket a lot of new people that move in.
1: You also have a wonderful blog there that I'd love people to tap into because you uh, are so expressive in your writing, uh, and your blog is certainly one way to reach that. I also direct people to uh, pick up your book after the boxes are unpacked. Um, you are through, what is your publisher?
2: Uh, Kendale is the publisher. It's a focus on the family book. And Tyndale is the publisher. And, yes, you can, all kinds of ways to get in touch with me. And also, I wrote the um, study guides and have the video teaching series to accompany my book. And um, it is taught in um, churches and neighborhoods and military, corporate. It's taught all over the world in settings where women have been uprooted.
1: Well, talking about how many ways we can get in touch with you, that sort of leads into what I did want to uh, bring up in this segment, is how things have changed so much to, to uh, families today who are facing moves versus when you were doing all of your moves. And we're talking 20-some-odd-plus years ago that you were facing all of these moves. Technology, social media, none of that was there for you then.
2: Well, that's so true, Robin. In fact, social networking has truly bridged the miles um, with relationships and with um, connecting, I mean, you can go on the Internet and find out where you're moving and all the intricate details of a community or an area, and it can certainly connect you to the people that um, you know and have a relationship with, but it can also disconnect you from personal contact. And I think we have to be careful about that um, disconnect as well as it does connect. Technology, oh, my gosh, that has opened up the door for for people to work from home oh, anywhere sure. in the world. And, you know, you know that and hear of that all the time. Um, it's just amazing the differences in um, things like, Cost of living and interest rates and all of that you know it it makes a huge difference in our ability to to move and be more uh um, in a mobile society It's just um you know everything it it is a small world now as as we say it truly <laughs> it is. is it <laughs> is a small world.
1: Even um, conveniences, Sandra and I often talk about how we, uh, let alone military families, use Amazon, for example. If you have a certain product that you really like and you know your family, whether it's a certain laundry detergent or uh, if it's a go, Go Green kind of product that you might not be able to find in your new neighborhood. Um, at least having the ability to order it in the same means that you've always ordered it and just change the, the shipping address in, in your Amazon account. Um, those conveniences are certainly wonderful for us.
2: Yes, they are. It's made shopping a whole lot easier, and especially if you live in a rural community or a place sure. where you don't have access to, you know, to a lot of shopping.
1: Sure, sure. Susan, we've unpacked the coffee pot. We found the socks and underwear. Now what do we do? What are some tips, uh, some practical um, step-by-steps that we can do to adjust to a new place?
2: Well, first of all, you know, join up and join in. I always say, my goodness, if it's aerobics, if it's Zumba, um, whatever you love to do, you've got to you've got to make every effort to get outside that front door. It's so easy to pull in and just just hibernate but you have got to get up and get out and join up and join in and volunteer um you know find a church find a uh something in the community that you would love to be involved in because that's so important and to be yourself so many times when we moved i would try to fit in and you know never did just be comfortable with myself, move after move. And so I think being yourself is huge because people will love the who that you are. You don't have to try to be someone else. And it's just real important to get out there and do what you enjoy doing and get involved where there are other people. Um, Take a walk down your street, and if you are a young mom and, you know, you see a – a van or a um you know toys in the yard, then you know there are other moms with kids on the same street. So, you know, you really need to be observant and get out and explore. Um, There's got to be something about your community that you want to know more about, and maybe you could just um, go online and find out if there's museums or where the library is or whatever you might want to explore and learn about your community and um, take your children with you or get them involved in, okay, where do you want to explore this weekend? So, you know, those are just um, some fun things you can do. Be good to yourself. Buy yourself fresh flowers at the grocery store as a reminder that you're putting down roots. So um, those are just a couple of things that you can do.
1: That's wonderful because I think so many times we are – so worried about finding ourselves in a new community and it may just be like you say a matter of saying oh there's some children over in that house there's a bike in the yard there's there's a basketball hoop over there there must be some kids in that yard um and i think kids do uh you get integrated with them in, in their school, but it might be summertime that you move and you're not quite uh, back in school yet, so it can be very difficult. Of course, I always want to say join a local scouting troop because uh, sometimes scouting will bring you together, whether it' Boy Scout, Girl Scouts, 4-H, Girls Inc., um, there are so many different uh, groups for for children, and I think some of those civic groups are a great way of doing it as well.
2: That, that, those are great. I mean, absolutely. And that, again, is joining up and joining in, you know, finding mm-hmm. your interest. And mm-hmm. I, the, the uh, real funny part, I'll always say, hey, girls, hit the garage sales, you yes. know, on Friday <laughs> and Saturday because you can learn your way around your new town, you can have fun, you can meet people. You know, there's just a lot of practical things that I offer in my book um, after each chapter that help you unpack your survival box and help you survive. But um, those are just some fun things. Um Again, sign up, be a volunteer, um, check out your, um, what, what are your hobbies? Maybe, in other words, there's some art classes or hiking groups or a book club that you can get involved in. Um, I know one young woman had her own... Welcome to the neighborhood party. She said, I'm you, and I don't know anybody. So she said, I just went around to all the neighborhood and said, hey, I'm having a, a coffee Saturday morning. The garage door will be up. I'll have donuts and coffee. Stop by, you know, so real casual okay. kind of thing."
1: yeah yeah you're finding the local church finding the local library and finding where the schools are. I guess yes. those are the three uh three things that really help you uh feel at home and become a part of of your new community. Susan, thank you so much um This has been such a delightful hour, and it went way too quickly. it did. <laughs> Absolutely. I would have loved
2: to have talked the rest of the afternoon, Robin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we will have Part D very soon. How is that?
2: <laughs> well, that sounds great. And I sure hope your listeners are encouraged. I just encourage them not to give up and not to lose hope. And that, that this too shall pass. It doesn't come to stay. It comes to pass. So you will make it, my moving friends
1: yes and just hearing that i i very quickly i'll say i had uh about with cancer about 15 years ago and the one thing that i did was put my sights on a woman who had been through, survived, and was then back to the things that she wanted to do. She was my mentor, and Susan, you are the mentor of every person who is going through, whether it be a, a life crisis and having to move forward, or a move that is just, um, uh, taking us some time to get through. Susan Miller, again, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you, Robin.
1: The book is After the Boxes Are Unpacked, Moving On After Moving In. You will find it at her website, justmoved.org. We, uh, and we also want to invite you to go to susanmiller.org, um, whether it be her blog, her books, or some of the uh, packets that she has ready and waiting for you to um, inquire about. There's so many resources from Susan Miller. So we're delighted that you're here today. Um Um, Again, if you want more information on this or any of our shows, visit us at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. You can always find us on iTunes, and we're always right here on the Toganet Station. Uh, Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week on Military Mom Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. Want more information? Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 200 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom Talk Radio.